Hey everyone, and welcome back to the newest episode of the Aerospace Podcast. On deck for you today is everyone's favorite thing to talk about, representation. Your co-captains for today are Maddie. Hi. And me, Elise. A lot has happened since the previous episode, and these events include a very important milestone. On April 6th, 2021, the very first International Asexuality Day was observed. This may seem like a small step in the grand scheme of things, but it will have a lasting impact for years to come. International Asexuality Day also fits nicely with this episode's theme of representation, so let's get right to it. Asexuality and aromanticism have often gone unnoticed in the past. Whether it's because people are assumed to be gay or just celibate, much of the speculation about sexual orientation of potentially ace or aero historic figures is still up in the air. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Does that sound familiar? Well, that's because we're talking about none other than Isaac Newton. If you're anyone who's anyone, you may have heard of him because his name is all over the world of math and science. After all, he discovered gravity. He never married, and he was deeply invested in his scientific work. This priority has led many to believe that he was actually asexual. However, this begs the question of, does not marrying make someone asexual? Nikola Tesla is another similar case. As the inventor of the Tesla coil and a primary contributor to modern alternating current machinery, he too remained celibate and never married, preferring to focus on his scientific discoveries. Wow, I bet we could make a guessing game out of this. Today, more people are gradually coming out as asexual and aromantic, finding new ways to define their identity as part of the LGBTQ community. One of the key elements to destigmatizing asexuality and aromanticism is the media. More than ever, new members of the community can go online and meet people from all around the world who share their experiences and support them. And although ace and aerophobia still exist, as covered by episode 2, go watch if you haven't shamed with plug, representation can only increase at this point. One of the most vocal people in the ace community fighting for proper representation is Yasmin Benoit, a British model and ace activist who strives to continually broaden the scope of what asexuality looks like. I've been told repeatedly that I can't possibly be asexual because of how I look and come across. I've been told that I don't fit the preconceived ideas about how an asexual person is supposed to be. That made me think a lot about where these ideas come from and what I could do to change them as an activist. Her work has inspired countless others to speak up and discover themselves, whether by creating the hashtag, this is what asexual looks like, or by hosting the first asexual-themed bar at the 2019 Pride in London. She was also a part of the launching of the first International Asexuality Day, which we mentioned previously. In addition to real-life role models, members of the Aero and Ace communities often find comfort in seeing fictional characters that share their experiences. However, asexual and aromantic identities have traditionally been underrepresented in mainstream media. For example, I often say that other members of the LGBTQ community, such as gay people or bisexual people, have so many characters to represent them in the media. But all the ace community gets is Todd Chavez from the television show Bojack Horseman. But even though Todd Chavez is just one character, his character arc resonated with the members of the ace community who often felt misunderstood when it comes to their identity. Throughout the course of Bojack Horseman, he goes from thinking his sexual orientation is, quote, nothing, to realizing that he is asexual and embracing it. From then on, numerous plot points within the show explore asexuality's complicated intersection with relationships and romance, bringing viewers along on Todd's journey. Another character in the media thought to be asexual is the beloved detective Sherlock Holmes. His lack of sexual interest in the opposite sex has sparked controversy as to whether he's asexual or simply gay. 
Jeremy Brett, who played the original Sherlock Holmes, specifically noted that Holmes was not gay, stating multiple times that Arthur Conan Doyle, who wrote the Sherlock Holmes short stories, saw Holmes and Dr. Watson as friends, nothing more. Benedict Cumberbatch, who plays Sherlock Holmes in the BBC series, says that Sherlock is, quote, asexual for a purpose, not because he doesn't have a sex drive, but because it suppresses his work. Cold showers, looking at a lot of dead bodies, that'll do it for you. But again, the question of whether celibacy equals asexuality rears its head, just like with Tesla or Newton. Ultimately, we're not here to tell you what sexual orientation these people or characters who aren't explicitly out belong to. But what we do want to call attention to is a serious affliction that's plaguing our society as of today. Oversexualization. Seriously, why did we as a society, as a population, think Shape of You was any good? Boy, let's not talk too much. Grab on my waist and put that body on me. Come on now, follow my lead. Come, come on now, follow my lead. Mm. Ugh, I can't listen to that tune for more than a second before switching the radio station. Personally, all those lyrics scream to me that, hey, objectifying women and seeing them only for their bodies is okay, even romantic. Blech. I don't know about you, Elise, but it makes me sick. I agree with you in that Shape of You, not really worth the hype, doesn't provide the most comfortable experience, especially for me as an ace person. It's blech. Ugh. I don't know if you do this, Maddie, but when it comes to new music, I like to check the lyrics to every song I am interested in listening to on a daily basis or adding to my playlist. And I just make sure that the lyrics won't make me uncomfortable as I listen to them on a daily basis. And although it's a small thing, it's actually kind of important because we all look for music we enjoy listening to when we curate our playlists. And if a song has like an overt sexual reference that I'm not going to like, why would I put it in my playlist? You know, it just doesn't make that much sense. You know, I've never actually done that before since my playlist usually consists of hour-long loops of the same songs. Don't ask. But that's a really good idea. Maybe I'll try it out in the future. But Elise, I can already hear our listeners asking, what does this have to do with the Ace and Arrow community? Well, dear listener, in a society that expects or even desires over-sexualization and normalizes a nuclear family, that can put a lot of pressure on our Ace and Aero friends to hide their identities. It can also reduce representation and spread misinterpretations about Ace and Aero orientations, which is not exactly what we want. We'll talk more about this in the next episode, so if you want to listen in on our opinions about over-sexualization in society and more, make sure to check that one out when it releases Wink Wink Nudge Nudge. But for now, we're hoping for clear skies and abundance of Ace and Aero representation. That's all today, folks. We hope you enjoyed this flyby, and we'll see you guys on the next episode of Aerospace, where all five of us team up for one a heck of a finale. Thanks for tuning in.